Hey everyone, it's Dorianne here from YourCareerGirl.com and welcome to another episode of the Deeper Than Work podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit of a different format than normal. So today I'm going to be answering two career questions that I got recently that I thought could be useful for those of you out there who may be going through similar situations. So as you can imagine, as a career coach, um, as a business strategist, as an HR professional, I get tons and tons and tons of questions every single day. Some of them are you know, the same, like similar questions. People are going through the same thing. So I just thought it would be a good use of our time here to bring up some questions that I get and um, you know, just let you know how I would answer it and what what my advice is there. So before we do that though, before we jump into the questions, I wanna make sure that for those of you who don't know me, I give you a quick introduction. So again, my name is Dorianne St. Fleur and I am an HR expert and a career and business strategist. And I am the creator of yourcareergirl.com, which is an online career coaching boutique for high achieving and ambitious women. So if you are currently in your career, um, you're in your nine to five and you're looking to expand, have more impact, or if you want to become a side hustler, or if you're eventually thinking about branching out, becoming a full-time you know, entrepreneur, wherever you are in your career journey, my goal is to help you learn how to have more impact, learn how to increase your income, and also to learn how to spend time to doing things that you actually want to do, because that's the key. So that's what we talk about at yourcareergirl.com. That's what we talk about here on the Deeper Than Work podcast. And I'm excited that you've joined me for today. So as I said, today, I'm going to answer two career questions that I recently received. And if you have any career questions that you'd like me to answer, you can send an email to deeperthanwork at gmail.com. Again, that's deeperthanwork at gmail.com and maybe I'll answer it on the show. So the first question comes from a young lady from uh, the New York area. And she says, Dorianne, I've been at my current job for the past two and a half years. While it's not my dream job per se, I do enjoy what I do and I do enjoy the people that I work with. Recently, my husband who's in the military has been stationed in another state. And I am about to resign from my job. Because things move around so much, there is a possibility that we could come back and I don't want to burn any bridges with this company. How do I go about resigning while still keeping the options open for me to return? That's a great question. So typically when people are resigning from a job, they kind of hate it right? You're at your wits end. You're over it. You found a bigger and better opportunity, or maybe you've, you, you hate it so much that you don't even have another opportunity, but you want to get out of there. So people don't really care about how they're leaving things. They don't care about, you know, burning bridges. Um, and they just quit, right? But sometimes you don't want to burn those bridges. You do want to leave the opportunity open for you to, you know, do something to come back with the company and do something else with them or maybe do the same thing. In the last job that I had, 
um, that I resigned from, I definitely left it open where, you know, my boss's boss at the end of the last conversation we had saying, you know, you are always welcome to come back. You never know how things turn out, something like that. So my goal, even though, uh, no, I will never <laughs> be going back there, but the fact that the doors are still open, the fact that the bridges haven't been burned is something that's really important to me. And as a side note, I'd say even if you hate your job, even if you have no intention of going back to the company, once you leave, you should never be in a position where you're leaving on bad terms because the world is so small and even certain industries are so small that you may run into these people again and again and again. There have been so many times where I, you know, I'm at a company and someone comes and I work with somewhere else. So you just never know. Things shift. People jump from company to company. And so in general, you shouldn't be burning your bridges. So, okay, that was my side rant. But to answer this question, um, like I said, it's a great question. And there's a few things that you can do while when resigning to make sure that you're still leaving that the door open and that you're not leaving in you know on a bad note where they wouldn't want to consider you again. So the first thing is because you know that you're leaving due to you know it's a it's a it's a business reason, right? Your husband is in the military, he's working and he's stationed somewhere else. You're not going to, you know, separate your family, you're going to go with him. So I it, it's 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 to me it's critical that you let them know the reason behind your leaving, that it has nothing to do with the company. It's just the situations, you know, where your life is right now. And so you're going to with your family and your husband to this new place and so that the reason to leave is nothing to do with the company but to do with that. So that will be the first thing I would say. You want to build that foundation so they know you know it's not you it's me basically the second thing is you want to give them as much notice as possible so most times when people are resigning from a job they're required to give a two-week notice period and that just gives the company your boss whatever the time to get things in order so if they're going to get a replacement if they're going to figure out a transition plan you know they're going to work with hr to figure out what happens to your benefits and, and just all the logistics that come into play when we're talking about resignations two weeks typically is a good time to get all of those things done now, some companies have more. I've worked for companies where the notice period was 30 days, 60 days, whatever, depending on how senior you are, or what the industry is. But but most of the time, two weeks is the norm. In this situation, you said that you're you're moving in a few months, so you have a long time. You know that this is coming. So I wouldn't wait until the last two weeks before you leave to let your boss know. I would give as much notice as possible, especially because you're not leaving you know, for a reason like you hate your boss or you don't like the job or something happened and there was a big blow up. You're leaving for a life transition, so there should be no issue with you know, you staying on and helping and transitioning during that time. So the more time you can give them, the better. And then lastly, well, not lastly, second to last is I would also, you know, make sure that during the transition period, so you go in and you resign and you tell them that, you know, it's not you, it's me, I'm going through this life transition and I have to leave, you know, I'm planning on leaving in the next two months. 
during that transition, don't check out. <laughs> a lot of people during their whole you know, notice period time when they've told the boss that they're going to leave before they start their new place, they're kind of like checked out. You're coming in late, you're leaving early, you're not really giving it your all. If you really do plan to keep the lines of communication open and let there be a possibility that you would continue on there, you don't wanna do that. You wanna give it, you're still your 100% during this transition time. This does a few things. Once it One, it shows that you're a team player. It, bosses are very, very, they get very touchy when people have resigned because they're like, am I going to get that, that level of engagement? Are they still going to be wanting to do their job? And when they see that you're doing that, it just kind of gives them a little breath of fresh air and they feel like, okay, I can work with this person. They're working with me. And then also, they this is how they'll remember you. You could have been an amazing employee for the 5, 10, 15 years you've been someplace. And in that last time period of when you transition, you could throw all of that out the window. Your whole reputation can be gone just based on this short time of how you're transitioning. So you want to make sure that you're still top notch and you're still doing what you need to do during this transition time. And the last thing is to be direct. And you know, during your exit interviews and your exit conversations with your manager and with HR, say that you enjoyed your time here and you want to make sure that the lines of communication remain open and that you're not closing the door to any future opportunities. Go out and flat out say that because People, you, people won't know what's in your mind. They, they don't know what you're thinking. And until you say that, you can gauge their reaction, gauge their response, and keep that, you know, keep that as an option and keep that open. So that would be my advice to you to resign while still keeping everything, you know, where it needs to be and making everyone know that you would be interested in working there again and being on board with it and being okay with it. So good luck to you in your transition. I hope everything works out well and let me know how it all turns out. So the next question, Dorianne, I've worked for the same company for the last four years. It was my first real job after graduating with my master's. I feel like I've grown a lot and I've hit the ceiling with what I can do at my current job and I'm ready to start looking for new opportunities. My issue is that I've done so many different things at this company and I feel like I'm not able to organize my resume. I'm really proud of all of the different things that I've done, and I think that the variety gives me a competitive edge, but I don't know how to put this all down on paper, and I'm afraid that I look too flaky and chaotic. I started at the bottom of my company, and I've worked my way up, but that's often, but that's often involved having two or more different job titles. How do I put all of my positions into a place that really explains the value that I bring but doesn't make me seem chaotic? Amazing question. In fact, I just had a talk at Dress for Success the other day and the topic was transferable job skills. And there were like, I think like 20 women in the room and they're, they're like literally, this question came up in many different forms, whether it was doing different things at the same company or you know being at different companies people are just really uh confused or not not confused but just really unsure of how to package all of that experience in a cohesive way that tells a story on their resume so what i'd say is that one 
you need to understand that although you may have done different things and although there may be different job titles, different levels, different tasks, there's always a level of transferable skills in whatever it is that you do. So the first step would be to take inventory of everything that you've done. Again, whether you've been at the same company but just doing different roles or you've been at multiple companies, take some time to sit down and think about all of the jobs that you've done and what skills transfer. And so transferable skills basically are skills, they're like soft skills, and they're skills that you can take to different places. They're relevant and they translate and they can be useful in different forms. So transferable skills include things like communication, it includes leadership, you know, um, project management, things that can be used in different arenas. It's not necessarily tied to one thing versus a technical skill like say coding, you know, HTML code, that is kind of specific to, you know, specific jobs. As an HR person, I don't use code at all. Um, But if I were in the tech industry and had to use that, then I would. So it's more technical skills are more related to the actual role that you're in. But transferable skills can relate anywhere. So you really want to get clear on what your transferable skills are. So there's something that I use with my clients called the transferable skills tracker. And basically, it's very simple. And you can do this just on a blank sheet of paper, on in your on your notes, on your phone, whatever. But just list out all of the jobs that you've had. And next to each job, you want to list out all the skills that you've used. And then you want to list out all all, all those skills that you've used. Can they be used in other jobs? So you want to say yes, no, yes, no for the different skills. And then on the last space, you want to write down examples of how you've used those skills. So back to, let's say, communication. If your skill is communication and you've identified that you use it in three out of the four jobs that you've done, and yes, communication is a transferable skill. Examples were that you created an entire newsletter that was sent to the whole company. You ran um, a training series where you had to express and, and teach new ideas to different people, whatever. You have your experiences there. And then on your resume, within your cover letter, on your LinkedIn profile, in your interview questions, phone screenings, anytime you get the chance, you wanna speak to those actual examples. So it's more about what you've done and what the, the category of skill is and less about the title or whatever it was. When you're creating that story on your resume, You want to make sure that you're speaking to the actual skill that you performed. So you would list the the, the job, yes, and you'd have the bullet, uh, you have the descriptions there, but each bullet point that speaks to what you've done, instead of being so laser focused and specific on the actual, you know, what this had to do specifically with this job, you'll instead relate it to the overall skills that you've had so that anybody looking at your resume can clearly see, okay, so even though they had these four jobs and they were different titles and different departments, or at different companies, I see that they've always been using their communication skills. They've always been using, you know, leadership skills. They've always been doing this. This is like a theme throughout their entire resume. So I see the story. I see how these jobs relate. I see why they've gone from this job to that job to that job. And then you also want to portray that in your cover letter. You also want to portray that, you know, again, in any conversations you've had, you wanna stick to kind of your talking points and stick to the story to show them why all of these skills have transcended all of the jobs that you've had, okay? 
So good luck with that one. Let me know how it goes and how when you put together your resume and it's all said and done, shoot it over to me and I'd love to take a look at it. So those are the two questions that I have for today. This was really fun. If you have any career questions that you'd like me to answer, go ahead and send an email to deeperthanwork at gmail.com and I'd love to respond to it here on the show. Again, if you need your career made over in just five days, then head on over to yourcareergirl.com, get your hands on the free five-day career makeover toolkit. And if you love what you heard today, if you've been listening this whole time and you're one of the people that have emailed me and told me how much you enjoy this podcast, then please make sure that you subscribe, make sure that you review it, make sure that you forward to a friend and let everyone you know about and tell everyone you know about the Deeper Than Work podcast. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.